Hi everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. fun in life is in the striving. It's never in the arriving. The day we stop stretching, hoping, dreaming is the day we will stop living. Have you ever met someone that's just complacent? They're just passing the days. There's no drive, no motivation, no excitement. There's no, there's, they have no chance to get better. They're just, they're just living their days out. Their heart may be beating, but they're just going through the motions of life. You ever meet someone like that? But what does motion matter without a direction and enthusiastic emotion along the way? We don't want to be like the walking dead, alive but dead to all the greatest dreams of our life. We don't want to be like that. If you walked into my house, I have a big banner right now. It reads, I'm alive, I'm alert, and I feel great. I'm alive, I'm alert, and I feel great. (laughs) I say it all the time, guys. I read it every day. My kids read it. My wife reads it. And we, we get what we focus on. So I want those to be the words that I think of every day walking into my house. It sets up the nights to be a lot of fun, doesn't it? The first words I say to my kids when I wake them up in the morning, I go, it's going to be a great day, love. As the day starts, so it goes. When I pick them up, I ask them two questions. I ask them, what did you love about the day? And what did you learn today? Those are open-ended questions. I want them to be a lifelong learner. I want them to embrace the challenge, the struggle, to always become more, to never stop learning. You see, the law of nature rejects idleness. Everything that ceases to grow and remains inactive slowly deteriorates. And people are no exception to the rule. Too many people are dead, but they just haven't made it official yet. I heard a term a few months ago. I couldn't believe it was real. They they called it bed rot or couch rot. I'm like, what is that? So when people just lay around and do nothing, then they're proud of it. I felt so sorry for them. Someone that life said yes to them, and then they're saying no to life. It is not possible to ever have a sense of fulfillment when you say no to your life. Life said yes to you. Your only job is to say yes to life. And life will continue to say yes to you, just like it did the moment you were born. If we're not committed to being better tomorrow than we were today, then what good is tomorrow? I think many people are afraid to chase their dreams because they're, they're afraid to fail. They don't realize that fulfillment, satisfaction, a sense of contentment, it's not in the winning. It's not in the arriving. It's always in the striving. If you were offered an Olympic gold medal right now, most people wouldn't take it. You know why they wouldn't take it? Because they didn't struggle for it. They didn't earn it. They didn't pay the price to have it. Isn't that proof? It's not the medal that counts. It's who we become in the process that matters. I want to be like John Maxwell. When he says, When I set out to become an expert in leadership, the first question I asked myself is, how long will it take? 10 years into it, I started asking myself, how how far can I go? So here's the question. How far can you go with your life? 
How far can you go with your dreams? What dreams have you put in the drawer and shut the drawer that you need to open up and get out? What can you do to make the world a better place? It's time we all get out of our comfort zone and into our capacity zone. Because that's where your life is. The flicker of possibility you feel, that's a hint from God. It's his gift of life to you. It's the seeds of ability to achieve your purpose. Our gift to him is maximizing our gifts. So how do we change our world? I got a couple steps here. Step one, change within us brings change around us. I say it all the time. Change what goes in, you'll change what goes out. Feed yourself the good, the clean, the pure, the positive every day. Become aware of what you're thinking when you're not thinking. Step two, we must give up to go up. You will always pay a price to go higher in your life. Always. In order to create Blue Ridge Winery, Tiff and I had to give up Star Medical. We had to give up to go up. For everything we have gained, we have lost something. And for everything we have lost, we have gained something. Successful people in this world, they make wise trades. By the way, never trade your peace of mind. This means your family always comes first. Always give them your best. Always give your wife the most time. Give your children the most time. You'll be happy you did in the long run. Make trade-offs for personal growth. Like they say, take time to sharpen the saw. And by the way, you're the saw. If you sharpen the saw, you can cut through the wood better. If you sharpen your mind, you can get through life better. Winning is a process. It's never an end thing. Each success we have only buys a ticket to a more difficult problem. When we're starting out in life, we make trade-offs out of desperation. You know, when you're first coming out of school, you don't have much to lose. You got no job. So any job works, right? There's nothing to lose. And there's only two motivators, necessity or desire. And when you first start out, you got both going on. You have necessity, I need a job, and the desire to have a job. As we climb, we make trade-offs out of inspiration for inspiration. And then this is when people get stuck in the comfort zone. Because they took a job that it gets them by, and I'm okay. And why risk what I have to gain for the future? But this is when life gets dull. The biggest enemy of tomorrow's success is yesterday's success. Are we willing to give up security for significance in our life? How many things are you willing to give up to go up? How far can you go? We need to ask the God that made us all to continue to make us more all the time. In the end, if we're not doing something with our life, it doesn't matter how long it is. Get out of your comfort zone and live out there. That's where we're meant to be. I feel like the more and more this keeps coming up, um, I feel like I got to pay more attention to it now because we keep having the same theme over and over again about consistency and, right, and, and pushing forward. Not getting complacent. And you're not the only one I'm having conversations with about this. So it's wow, like, man, wow. maybe, maybe I am complacent. I'm not really, you know, I'm not, right. I don't know about it. You know, maybe I'm not fully aware of it, even though I like to think I'm self-aware. Um, one, 
And to continue on the structure that we're trying to build out here, I have 10 questions. We're not going to get through all 10 questions though. Cause I think the, the, the talk, the speech kind of speaks for itself. I don't think there was anything misinformed or misunderstood, but the one thing I always, I, I have a problem with clearly, right. And this is why I'm bringing it up. Cause I don't think I'm unaware that I might be complacent and you know what they say. Like if people start saying the same thing over and over again, that, you know, maybe it's a message from a, like maybe there's just clues or hints like, Hey, mm -hmm. like just be aware of what's going on. So I'm going to use myself as an instance here for an example that maybe I'm unaware that I am, that I'm, that I'm being, that I'm completely being complacent, but I don't believe that I am, but maybe I'm completely unaware advice to then become aware that you're being complacent and then to essentially put down, I don't know, guardrails or something to guide you forward without being complacent or, or ruining that trajectory forward without falling back into the trap of yeah. complacency. Cause once you're complacent, that's something they teach you. I think was well, something I was taught at least when I was in the military, like that's dangerous. Right. That is very dangerous. So if you don't know that you're complacent, how do you become aware that you could be complacent? Find accountability partner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. An external set of eyes, external set of mind, external mind seeing you from the outside. You know, the analogy, like we live within our own life. And if you're within the middle of a storm, it's hard to see clearly because everything's swirling around you. But someone that's standing outside of the storm, looking at it, they can see very clearly like, well, I can see what's going on here. So accountability partners, uh, finding a, a mentor, someone that can basically speak the truth to you, mm. you know, say, this is where I see you're at and this is where I see you can go. And we're going to talk very candid here and we're going to talk openly and no hurt feelings. No one's allowed to get hurt feelings here because this is, I mean, we're, we're talking very candid, you know, that there's tremendous power in that because in today's world, people walk on eggshells, they dance around the, the topic and they, they say, oh yeah, you're, you're doing pretty good. Meanwhile, they say, man, that guy can do so much better. Yeah. You know, like, oh man, you're, you're okay. You're on the right track. You're doing good. You know, and it's meanwhile, if someone would actually, you know, you got to find someone though that will hold you to it, right or yeah, wrong, bad right. or good. Say it the way it is. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've, you know, here's how sensitive the world has become to all this stuff. I've had people come to me that want to get a raise and that's a conversation that's a little uncomfortable, right? And to ask for a raise, I've seen people break down crying. Like they just, they're just, they're in tears because it's so emotional with them and they've never had a hard conversation. They've never spoken their mind directly and precisely. They never said, my name is John and I've been here for six months and I think I deserve a 50, 50 cent raise on my paycheck per hour. They can't say it that clearly and they're stumbling and they're fumbling. It's because they're having a hard time projecting themselves to the world. And this is why a lot of times people do become complacent because they're surrounded with people that don't have the ability to speak truth into their life. Mm. So they're living in the world of what I call the horseradish to the worm and horseradish. The world is horseradish. So if we're surrounded by people that cannot say it the way it is, here's a good example, Ralph. Last night I was at jewelers. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, 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 right? they're the uh, piranha shops. I keep forgetting you moved up here. Well, you have a house up here. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yep. I, it's seven minutes from a house. Right. It's so neat, right? <laughs> so it is kind of neat. Yep. And we went there to get Maggie's ears pierced. And seems like a simple process, right? They got the little machine. They We put dots on their ears. Mm -hmm. We probably spent 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes finding the perfect spot on the dot on our ears, looking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? And then the lady, the lady goes, yeah, I've done it 200 times. You know, she comes up and takes the little thing and puts the first one into her right ear. You know, Maggie's like, ooh, that one pinched a little bit. And I'm looking at it going, you missed the dot by 
A little bit. Stop it. Like you like missed it by like, well, you know, maybe a millimeter. And I'm thinking, wow, like, you know, like do better. Like hit the, at least hit the spot. The other ear, Ralph, I'm, it's so bad. <laughs> I never do bad Google reviews. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. Oh, it's a nightmare, Ralph. I, I mean, can't it's, even it's, imagine. And this is my oh little my girl, Maggie. Gosh. I love that little girl more than anything. And you only get one shot at piercing an ear. And the girl steps up and it's as if she like stands there and then lunges towards Maggie and thrusts this thing in her ear. You can see the dot and then you see the earring. It's that bad. It, she missed it by so much. And it's like, oh my God, that's bad. It's, I told Maggie, Maggie, so last night I learned you can go on Amazon and buy the same ear piercing thing. So what happened, the reason I'm telling the story is that, so this girl, she's so talkative and t I'm like, I told her, just be quiet. I know who you're talking Shut your about. mouth. I know oh exactly my God. who you're talking about too. Right. I'm like, stop. And she finally walked away and she sits behind the counter. I'm like, I have so had enough of this. And like, you know, she's saying like, oh, it's, it's okay. And like, no, it's not okay. You are so bad at what you do. You should not have the right to pierce ears. And she's just gibbering and talking, trying to fill the space. I go, shut your mouth, be quiet. I've had enough. And then like, I left because I was so done with it. Maggie's crying. Mom's crying. It's like, oh my God, this supposed to be a fun time. We go to a professional place to get our ear pierced. And it's so bad that we have to redo it. Now, little Maggie, nine years old, she has to go through it all again because this lady is incompetent. She cannot do it. And I, so I'm, so I'm leaving. I'm walking down the, the aisle, the sidewalk. I'd look at Tim and go, she needs to be told. She needs to be confronted on this. I turn around, walk back and go, you need to be told that you should never pierce ears again. You are incompetent at this. You should not have the right to do this. You just punched holes in my little girl's ears on the wrong spot. Now she has to live with this with, with double holes in her ears. She just get pierced again. And meanwhile, you're going, that's ah, no big deal. Yes, it is a big deal. And then her, her, the other people working there are going, she's really good at this. I go, really? She's really good. She messed up 100% on my daughter. And you're going to say she's good. She is. She should never pierce an ear again. And then, then she's offended. I'm thinking, you're going to be kidding me. You're, I come back and I tell you the truth and I say, you really messed up. You should know it. And you should never pierce yours again. And you're offended. Give me a break. It's probably the conversation she needed to have. Though. Well, not even the conversation. Absolutely. She needed to hear Because most parents, I can tell you, she probably screws up on most every kid, but the parents walk out and they don't speak their mind. And they're thinking, they, they don't, oh, well, they, what it is. Right. Well, yeah. they, they think, oh my God, don't ever go there again. Don't ever go there again. You know, like, and meanwhile, they don't want to make their little girl feel bad because they just got their her ears pierced in a really awkward, messed up way. Looks all awkward. And they don't want to make her ki their child feel weird. So they're silent about it. And meanwhile, this girl keeps just going on piercing ears. She should never pierce an ear again, ever. Mm. And, it's, and those words need to be said. And it's not until someone comes into our life and speaks us the truth to us that we can actually get better. It's not possible. It's not possible. But she was complacent. That makes so bad sense. It's to her. That was fine. No big deal. So it's all lopsided. Who cares? I do. It's my little girl. Yeah. So does Maggie. She's going to live for the rest of her life with this. And you act like no big deal. And then you're offended that I tell you, you did a crappy job. You should never do this again. You're offended. Give me a break. That's sad to hear. Right. Sorry but the truth that. needs to be spoken. And that's why I walk back in there thinking, no, I'm going to tell her that she's really should never do this. And that's the truth. And she should look in the mirror and go, either get better at it or stop doing it. Yeah. That's simple, right? <laughs> I mean, don't do that to a little girl's ears. That's simple. Yeah. There's I mean, a lot of factors that come into play. It's like, dude, like if you're doing it to my daughter, 
Like, oh, I was so, I'm still so furious about it. Yeah. So what I did was I went on Amazon and I figured out you can buy those little ear piercing things yourself. I'm thinking, duh, I should have researched that before and never let her touch her ears. You know, so I, I didn't know though, but she's so gibberish and talkish. Like, I'm like, oh my God, be quiet. You know, and so I buy these things and um, they're delivered today. And I convinced Maggie that we're going to take the, the one is really bad. The other one's off by like, like the dot is in one spot and one full dot length it missed by. The other one missed by like six dot lengths. Like the dot of the pen is that far off. I mean, it's, it's, it's so ridiculous. You look at it and go, duh, <laughs> duh. I mean, she, Maggie wouldn't be able to wear a loop in the one ear. It, the holes that far up on her no ear. No way. Right. You wouldn't, you couldn't Holy wear, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to because the, it's too high on her ear. You know, so it's like, wow, you just really messed up, messed this up. And the poor little girl, you get one shot of that. You get one shot of doing it right. And it's like, you can't do it. You know, so I ordered this thing and I convinced Maggie that we're just going to do the one ear. We're going to take the earring out. I'm going to move it to the right spot, put it back in tonight. That way, when she's 40 years old, she'll have her ears pierced right. Yeah. They so go, you're going to live like this like with forever, Maggie. And she's crying, goes, I, it hurt. It hurts so bad. I don't want to do it again. I go, I get it. I love it, love. But it's one second of pain to get it right. But this girl, she should not be piercing ears. Jewelers should not be piercing ears. I mean, that is just bad stuff right there. And I know exactly. That's what's so crazy about it. I know exactly the female. And once we, I'll tell you Holy exactly cow. what I could tell you. Her so yippity and talking to you. And what she looks like. Doesn't, once I'm like, wow. And when she did it, she would not stop talking. I had to say, shut your mouth. Yeah. That's bad. So bad. You see the dangers of being complacent, people? Right. Little girls get their ears pierced in the wrong spots. And then there's there's a price to pay. Yeah. And it stinks. Well, that's poor, what, poor and I think that's what people don't understand, too. Like, even even like in yourself as a business owner, right? Like, her decision, right? Like, and put it, I'm, I'm not going to speak for you or your business, but just putting into a perspective of like, if a bartender or a bar back was to mess something up, you're, because it's your business, you're the one that reaps any repercussion from it, not the person that no. does the action. Right. And that's one thing I've, I've realized too, where it's like, guys, just do it. The reason why I'm asking you to do it this way, like put your level of expertise onto something, but like the reason why it's doing it this way is because I've tried and we've done all these other ways to do it. And this isn't what the client or person wants. So this is what we're doing. So all I need you to do is follow this guideline. How you get to the, the finished product Totally different. I get it. But this is the guideline. But when it doesn't happen, it's like, well, now the money's gone out. So it doesn't matter. Here's the product that I have. Now I have to fix your mistake for right, doing it. Right. And same instance here. It's like, well, now I paid you money for, some, you're not speaking on jewelers behalf, but it's like, I paid this company money to do something. It's 77 bucks or 80 bucks to get her ears pierced. Yeah. It's not the, it's the principle though. It's, right. It's well, like, this well, doesn't matter. It's like you got a little girl, her ears pierced all lopsided now. Yeah. And poor Maggie. So said, do it again. Cause look, Wow. That's how bad it is. Wow. It's insane, Ralph. It really, uh, we're not going to put this I mean, on the pocket, like no, this, but, this picture, but, but like, it, that's kind of, I, I mean, don't know how you can how, miss that. How do you possibly miss by that much? And she was the one that put the dot on the, yes. like she did it. She put the dot. This is the other ear. Right. It makes you, I mean, more, how it, though? How in the world? Especially if it's a needle, right? I, I, I feel it's a little machine. You put the earring in it and, and you, you, you light it up, you pull the trigger. And you can see it too. Like right. you can see where the hole is, right? Like you, well, you can see where the hole's going to exactly. go, right? Like you light it right up. It's just, it's the most, it was the most frustrating thing, thing ever. And th that's what I mean. People need the truth spoken into their life. Yeah. I do. You do. 
We all do. I love when people say, say what they say, what they mean. Nobody wants a mealy mouse. Because you can fix it at least. Right. I'm like that too. It's like, hey man, I'm build, I'm trying to figure it out. I might, I have a lot of answers, but I don't have all the answers. And if you think that right. this, it should be done a certain way, absolutely. Voice your opinion on it. Whether or not right. I choose to absorb your opinion is a different story, but I will right. still listen to it. And if it makes sense, I'll go, wow, like you're right. I never looked at it that way. Right. And I'll take it into consideration. Right. I like being, I don't want to say corrected, but I like being, well, it, it's, it's it is, criticism. It, it is. It's, it's, but there's a difference between speaking your mind and correcting and all that and being abusive. Yeah. So oh, I yeah. made sure when I walked back into the store, all I did was I wanted to say to her, look, you should not be piercing ears. What you did tonight should have never happened. You, you should not be doing this. And I'm very frustrated at you for doing this. And that was it. And I, it was, I, was in the, I was in the store for probably 60 seconds. And I just turned, turned and walked back out. There's nothing else to say. Yeah. But she needs to be said to that too. Yeah. You know, it's like she should reflect on it and go, wow, the next little girl that comes in to get her ears pierced, hopefully she'll do a better job. She'll actually put the, put the ring, earring where the hole is. Yeah. Not missing it by that much. It's insane, Ralph, isn't it? That's sad. I'm sorry. That's sorry, so Maggie. If you ever come across this too. No, I'm going to fix it tonight. Yeah. I, I am. Yeah, she agreed to it. She goes, yep, we'll take it out, Dad. The old hole will heal up. I'll put the new one in the right spot. That way at least they'll match. They'll match. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll look right. Because if she were a stud right now, it looks so awkward. Yeah. And like I said, the one ear is so high, there's no way she could wear a loop. Wow. It's just frustrating. Awesome. Well, not awesome, but thank you for that. Yeah, thanks, Ralph. I mean, it's, yeah. I don't mean to get frustrated here. No, <laughs> no, it's, it, this, is, this is real. Guys, this is real. This happens. Right. Right. This is what happens when you're complacent. 